Hey everyone, um, we're just waiting for everyone to come on, so please bear with us. Uh, Sasha from Human Guild is um, coming as the host, so we're hoping to get started in if, like one or two minutes. Gang, gang. Hey, what you laughing at, yo? <laughs> I'm kidding. Nice. I feel like I'm in an elevator. <laughs> in the Just waiting for the host, you know? <laughs> Yo, this piano music is making my stomach tumble. I love it. I hope you're doing this live. This is live for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, yo, yo, my brother, you have just, you're, bro, you just gain a lot of respect for me, man. I love you, bro. Thanks. <laughs> coming in or we're still waiting yeah I should be there in like a minute I guess <laughs> hey Jordan hey good to be here welcome, welcome. welcome Jordan
There he is. Hey, Sasha. Hey, how's it going? Welcome, Sasha. Let's go. Awesome. Hey, um, apologies for being slightly late. So uh, we will talk today about user-generated content in, in games, music, uh, and uh, virtual worlds. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. So today we have Jordan here from TankDAO. We have Laura from um, Vault. I'm not sure if she's here uh, just yet. We have Peter Salomonson from WebAssembly Music, uh, Jeff from NearHub, and William from Nearverse. Maybe we can start with uh, introductions. What are you currently working on? And what is the current stage of the project? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess I can go first. I um, am the co-founder with Willem of TankDAO, and um, right now we're working on you know a couple launches. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, Tank published an open source minting uh, contract and website, and um, through that we were expecting people to grab it and go and be all set. Um, we wound up in more of like a service model mode where we were helping a lot of people out with um, getting those things off the ground. And right now what we're kind of uh, transitioning towards is helping less individuals with their projects and getting them out the door um, and doing more like auditing and review work for the groups that are using our technology and helping them be successful with it and um, adding that value for anybody in the ecosystem who wants to be able to leverage our open source technology. Um, so we feel like that's the biggest impact we can make right now. So we're up to that. And a lot of the individuals who are launching their NFT projects, we're pointing them to resources like DAOcubator, which is a AstroDAO go-to-market thing where um, projects and DAOs that go to DAOcubator get a little bit of micro-granting and um, a lot of mentorship in how to be successful and they go through a phased program uh, to reach success. So, yep, that's that's what I'm up to right now. And yeah, really excited for the space. Thanks for hosting it. Thank you. Hey all, uh, my name is William. I am one of the founders of nearverse.org. Uh, we are building out different uh, metaverse spaces in Minecraft, as well as we have a Unity engine coming on. So there'll be two awesome locations. We are working right now with uh, MetaYield to be doing our initial uh, release towards the middle of August. Thank you guys. Really excited to be here. What's going on, guys? My name is Travis Dan. Um, yeah. Started um, co-founder of BluntDAO. Uh, we are a onboarding uh, protocol on Near and Solana. And yeah, we just uh, yeah we just onboard people through cannabis. Yo, check us out. Proofofsesh.com, BluntDAO.com. We out here, yo. I'm uh, Jeff Gold from uh, Nearhub and Tamagro. Uh, Nearhub is a metaverse project, uh, kind of focusing on the near ecosystem, creating different spaces for different projects, um, kind of adding some real world utility to it as well. We're building up some film festivals in here. 
doing a convention reconstructions, doing a near NFT Expoverse LA next in about two weeks, and then uh, building in some building in a marketplace. We're live on mainnet now for uh, login, signing a guest book, um, and we're adding in a marketplace and adding in a AI generative engine to help people create the art. And then Tamago is a music streaming platform, uh, basically focused to help independent artists get fairly rewarded, get their music out there and uh, keep everything decentralized. Yeah, so I guess it's me then. I'm Peter, and I have this uh, project called the WebAssembly Music that I started uh, in, uh, I think it was in 2018 now, uh, where the goal was to just uh, create the music that could be shipped in very tiny uh, binary files, so less than 30 kilobytes. And when I discovered Near Protocol, I also wanted to, to see if it was possible to actually store that music on the blockchain itself. And so I, uh, I did that and I created a, a music NFT with also the content stored on the blockchain itself. So not just a link to something on the outside, but also actually the content. So, and I also kept on doing that. This is kind of a passion project for me so it's going on forever it's uh, 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 I created various uh, use cases um, mixing uh, application an application for uh, creating music yourself and music players uh, different kind of uh, uh, versions of, of this and I'm still working on it and uh, uh, yeah exploring new ways of, of using the block and using near protocol, I think, which is the most interesting uh, blockchain crypto project right now, for me at least, because of the possibilities there. So, yeah. And thank you for having me in this uh, space. So, that's, yeah. Cool. And when it comes to uh, user-generated content, I think um, for a lot of uh, projects here, it's probably fairly obvious. Uh, the user-generated component, but maybe for the for the listeners, for people who tuned in, it might not be. So, how, how do you think about the like for for music, for virtual worlds, for NFTs uh, about user-generated um, content and 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 how um, your project kind of like furthers the ability for creators essentially get rewarded for bringing their creations to the world. Was that for me? Sorry? Uh, was that question for me? <laughs> oh, for everyone, actually. Uh, for everyone. Yeah, to the extent you, you, you want to talk about user-generated content, either in music and WebAssembly music, do you think about other people uh, building, um, w w uh, in, in WebAssembly music, other people contributing the music uh, in the same programmable way you do, or maybe some other component there? Yeah. And the same applies for like others when you think about your project how yeah. user it kind of applies yeah I, as for for my project there are several uh, uh, ways of using it you can all do this uh, kind of hardcore live coding uh, stuff where you program in music and javascript and you also write the synthesizers 
so that the, uh, which is kind of all the complexity with the math and everything. Uh, but you can also do more higher level and use it like a regular digital audio workstation where you have this piano roll and that's actually an uh, app that is on chain that is available on the on the project uh, page uh, where you also can post uh, what you create your creations to to near to the blockchain and and you also have the very high level where you just remix existing music and I think I just until I just scratched the surface of all the ideas I have, but uh, um, I, I think there are some very interesting opportunities also for for uh, creators to uh, to actually learn from uh, from this because uh, not only does the blockchain enables you to get paid instantly when you when you when someone buys something or or they listen to something, you, you can actually do the transaction and transfer the funds immediately, but you can also create kind of interesting sponsorship models. Uh, I think that's, uh, yeah, so so you can, for example, you can have this approach where you, you, you create some music and you ask for a sponsor and the sponsor will uh, pay for the this uh, access key that will let the listeners listen to the music and so so actually the listeners can listen for free but the, and the sponsor can uh, have their name uh, associated with this particular access key so so i, I have some showcases for, for that as well if, if i can chime in i think that the ability to reward user-generated content is one of the things that's super relevant to just the, the core value of near being simple, scalable, secure, um, and being able to take payments in general and making them small enough and fast enough that work of any size can be rewarded. And through that, we see creators being rewarded through streaming things like Roke2, um, we see royalties at work, and one of the awesome things about NIR is that the royalties are done at a protocol or standards level, so no matter where you mint or if you deploy your own contract, the royalties will be respected by all of the marketplaces if they um, are implementing the standard. So there's a lot of things that are built in for making user-generated content just really easy to reward, and then to get into specific opportunities, we, we see things like um, near crowd where people are generating um, AI related uh, data and that user generated data is being rewarded today. So there's a lot of things that are live that are rewarding the data or user generated content. And sometimes also the rewards aren't necessarily purely financial. Like um, an example would be near Chan, the near Chan DAO where um, Three people got together, made an anime character, released under the Creative Commons for everybody to reuse and remix however they like. Um, that culturally has been a large contribution and people have gotten a lot of joy out of um, drawing her, including her in collections, things like that. And of course there is some financial component to it, but it's not always the end um, of the rewards that are involved in these things. And then one more thing I wanted to touch on with user-generated content and specifically for creators um, and in the NFT space, like NFTs are one way of earning, 
but there's a lot of other opportunities to earn as well. On AstroDAO, there's bounties. Um, there's so many different groups and projects to get involved in and ways of contributing your skills as a unique individual and things that you care about and are passionate about and actually want to work on as an individual, um, that it just takes that that initial push or um, excitement to go and talk to people and meet them and see where you fit in and how you can contribute in a meaningful way that that resonates with you. And kind of like how the internet made it possible for you to find your niche and special interest groups to pop up around things that people had no idea other people in the world cared about. That same kind of thing is happening with work in Web3 where th those interests and that passion can actually turn into payments and uh, being able to capture smaller units of work and work that wasn't previously being explicitly captured and paid for can be done in Web3. And along those lines, one more bit of um, really cool user-generated content is stuff like curation. I think that curation is work that a lot of times goes overlooked, maybe because people see it as fun, maybe because it's related to art and people just don't pay for art. But Web3 has seen a resurgence in the payment of curation and rewarding curation. Um, there's things like campground where you can make trails and just by making a trail you can sell your trail um things like that and we haven't seen anything like that since blog house like and i feel like that was a decade ago or something but to see this resurgence in the rewarding of create uh curation is is really really cool from from my perspective and i'll leave it at that Wow, yes. Um, I agree with almost everything you just said there, Jordan. Um, uh, over here at nearverse.org, um, user-generated content and encouraging that was at the forefront. So what we did is we worked with um, uh, Claudio from Metapool, and we uh, did what we call creative staking, which will allow for DeFi attributes to be leveraged towards a third party, and in our case, the creative artist. So that way, people could um, stake into their own land, and then their artist gets the daily uh, rewards from that stake, and then she's able to build a little bit every day trying to have a situation where the artist is included in the economic stack and the design stack is really powerful. And then obviously you get the curation of that because you chose the artist and, and things like that. Um, I really think that Web3 and all of these smart contracts can help us align incentives so that artists are not only included, but encouraged to participate far more than um, bots or people who are in it for financial reasons, of course. From a, from a near hub and Tamago side, user generated content is massive, especially with Tamago, it's all user generated content. It's uh, music people created, put on the site. Uh, with that, they can be rewarded. Uh, either people can tip directly from listening to it. They can basically transfer them a little bit in near, have it so that they can download, kind of purchase and download the track if the artist wants, and then as well, uh, mint it and sell it as an NFT. And when they do it as an NFT, it's a one of one. And then whoever owns that gets a percentage of the royalties of that collection at the percent that the artist set. 
Um, and then near Hubside, user content is huge. Uh, we have a, a little 3D editor built in. It's at nearhub.club slash spoke, S-P-O-K-E. And then there people can build their own space, generate it. Uh, very soon, it's going to be able to mint the spaces as well. Um, and then on the marketplace side, the AI engine we're building in is to help people that don't have as much artistic talent, but amazing ideas can just describe the image in, by text into the prompt and the AI draws it, can pick a style of art, can pick kind of anything and then mint it and sell it and yeah, do everything from there. That's really cool. And we also have Laura here. Uh, so maybe um, you can start with an introduction uh, for yourself and Varda and maybe mention like also how do you think about user-generated content, either in context of Varda or just generally in Web3? Um, okay. Um, user-generated content is um, it's in a lot of things in the, in the things that uh, you have said, guys. But, uh, yeah, in my opinion, it's very similar to what uh, William was saying. Um, I hope you hear me. Um, yep. Okay. Um, basically, the idea is that uh, people go online and speak what they want to say. Okay. And, uh, yeah, there is the idea also of earning, but uh, the most important part, in my opinion, is that the people need to express themselves to say what they need is what they think is important okay and then uh, then maybe they can earn from it because we are on the blockchain so it would be nice but um, the main thing that is that uh, they generate content and they generate uh, value content so things that they consider important and um, yeah, Varda is a um, Varda is a video game, and it's uh, it's about um, strategies of protection in everyday life. Okay, so the idea is uh, it's a psychology video game. So it's built on symbols, and uh, the idea is that uh, everyone can generate uh, uh, his own uh, strategy for uh, for the day using symbols and yeah it can be it 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 will be uh the content that they generate are are symbols and they they will be mintable <laughs> okay so people can uh, can mint nfts uh, from the symbols that they have or they can just build a strategy for uh, their own day okay and it's uh, it's a uh, up, I click to play, <laughs> click to play game. So it's very easy and fast. It's not meant to to, to uh, consume. Uh, I don't know. I, I hope consume is the right word to use the time of people. Okay, it's meant to to ask a, a question and uh, find out the answer by ourselves. And um, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, I hope it will be funny and uh, it will be 
user-generated content. And maybe, you know, uh, if a person uh, means an NFT with some symbols, maybe someone else can find uh, a meaning for those symbols that is even uh, better than the one that uh, the, the, the minter, the creator has done. And yeah, uh, user-generated content, it's all about creation. And uh, yeah, it's particularly interesting for the metaverse, but uh, maybe just because it's not, it has not been explored yet. Mm -hmm. And maybe that will be a good way to actually segment the next um, maybe like 30 minutes of this is to talk about a couple different parts a couple of different spaces in which user-generated content and creators um, work in. And, and um, maybe we can start with NFT space and talk through um, your own experiences uh, for, for people who are like, involved in this. Um, for, for you, Laura, for example, as a creator, right, um, in both in virtual worlds and outside of it, as uh, for somebody like Jordan, as uh, overseeing like a lot of different projects launching and, and kind of like seeing what, ha what is happening there. And anybody else can chime in as well, obviously with music NFTs as well. I would be curious, like how do, how do you think where we are uh, today in, in, a, in a journey on, uh, on, on Nier when it comes to NFTs and user-generated content there? Um. For me, um, it's... Um, uh, I think the metaverse is the next, next Step, but um, but maybe it's all. It's just that uh, it's the cool thing of the moment, uh, and uh, I I think the creators are uh, the the most important part. So uh, if we really want to to explore new new ways of uh, using. Uh, the content generated by our users—it's uh, we we need to find creators. We need to interact with uh, creators, uh, and it's not uh, is it's not by chance that uh, artists are uh, were the first persons that uh, started to use NFTs. NFTs uh, are a good place for uh, user-generated content to thrive. And, um, the metaverse is just a, a way of putting NFTs in practice. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. PFTs probably <laughs> will be will be the next uh, PFP projects, NFT projects. Uh, I, I would say also that. Uh... When you look at for for musicians, so what uh, possibilities you have today with the streaming platforms, and it's like you you have to make uh, music in a specific format. There are some requirements. You always have to add some graphic content, and you're kind of inside few boundaries. And uh, with the with a blockchain, and especially with near protocol, you you have so much more freedom uh, because uh, you can well we can make apps that allows us to just uh, submit tiny parts of music and maybe someone else will add to that and enhance it further on and and 
Well, we can also use NFTs to say that all these bits and pieces that form a full piece of music, they they can actually uh, uh, they they can actually make sure that also every contributor to this large final piece or many different mixes of this will will get a reward for for their contribution. So um, I, I think we we uh, we just have to. To keep on pushing that, uh, there is a lot more freedom here for for artists than it is with uh, the most known established uh, music uh, and content platforms today. That, that we actually can, we we have our, uh, the the powerful tools to to, to distribute uh, funds uh, that contribute to reward the contributions and and also to to. Uh, for, for all this motivation, I think all, already Jordan has, like Jordan already said, so, yeah. Yeah, I think if we're going to talk about where we're at, um, it has to be acknowledged that we're in a spot of disillusionment across Web3. Um, I don't have to explain how it's bittersweet. The bitter part is obvious. Um, the sweet part is that it means that... Um, the folks who are still around are the ones who are the builders and see the inherent value of what's coming together. So there's a lot less noise in the ecosystem. Um, it's, it's something where, because it's, it, there's a lot of disillusionment, you know, the, the level of excitement is a little bit low, but the folks who are here to build are still doing it. Um, an example of that is with AstroDAO. We haven't seen any slowdown in the number of DAOs applying to DAOcubator. Um, the folks that are learning about Web3 from like the everyday world who are seeing Web3 tools as ways of, um, you know, boosting their missions, working more efficiently, doing so in a decentralized way and finding tools that really fit their ideals. Um, there's no shortage of those people. So um, in, in some ways, like it, it does suck that we're, we're seeing a slowdown right now in the NFT space and all other Web3 spaces. But at the same time, like this disillusionment has to happen. And it's a well-known like uh, pattern that technology, people are up, they're hyped, there's disillusionment. And then after that, you get to a place of productivity. So everybody who's still around through this are the ones who are going to be, you know, feeling, feeling the love when the productivity hits. And they're the ones who are figuring out what, all of these tools are actually good for. Um, I don't think that we've seen the killer use for NFTs yet. Um, profile pictures are a great one, and I don't think that it's going away anytime soon, but I don't think that's the singular use case that's going to blow people's minds and help them realize what an instrument it is and um, how essential it is for everyday life where the digital weaves into the physical um, everywhere, whether it's through your phone, whether it's through AR in the future, whether it's through the fact that you use a digital map to get where you need to go. Uh, we're forever living in a hybrid world from now on. And the, the more we can trust the digital systems and the more we can own the digital systems, the better it's going to be. Um, that's kind of where I see things is at. And um, I'm excited to continue building with everybody else who's still around. I have really enjoyed seeing the NFT community grow and rise in the last 
uh, really two years, even though NFTs have been out for quite some time. Um, to me, this groundswell has has come up and a lot of excitements in the space. Uh, I do not think that we have hit, just like I agree with Jordan completely, that we have not hit the killer app for NFTs. I think the killer app for NFTs will be um, trust, right? Uh, I think that right now the internet has already connected us all. We're all hyper-connected online. Um, however, there's many... Um, people that you don't necessarily know who they are. I mean, you don't necessarily need to know who they are, but you don't know if they're a good actor or a bad actor or somewhere in between, right? And I think that being able to, first off, verify that that wallet is real because the NFT is in it, and then secondly, be able to engage in different smart contracts and things of that nature with people that you know are real or with NFTs that have proved their history to me, that will ultimately be the killer app. So um, I think that we're going to be able to be organized and connected on a hyper level, some uh, a level higher than we currently are. And that's so, so, so exciting to me. Um, when it comes to the markets, uh, bull market, bear market, either way, I love this community. Um, it's so exciting to be around these these people and to have these conversations to the point where I don't even know what to do at a normal event uh, that isn't uh, crypto-related, where it's just no coiners um, at all. So um, I couldn't... Uh, once you're in this community for long enough, it's really hard to get out even if you tried. So uh, if the price is what's making you stick around then um, that's definitely going to be in and out like the weather. But if the community and the building and the excitement of what's new and the curiosity of what's to come and all of these things that are happening on an, like not even daily, but hourly level, um, bear or bull, uh, then you're never going to leave, you know? So uh, come for the community, guys. Stay connected. Yeah, that's uh, that's the the reason why I was talking about PFP because PFP projects are NFTs but are also communities, so they have potential. Uh, yeah, I agree with William. That's right. Um, and maybe we can also touch on on music. How do you think about the music space? Maybe for Jeff, uh, for Peter, also for Jordan. I believe you started music label. Uh, prior, how, how do you think about how can Web3 help musicians, how your solutions for Jeff, for Peter, um, help musicians, or for Peter maybe have potential to help musicians, and, and where we are in in, in a music music side of creator, creator economy? Yeah, for myself, like prior to falling into the Web3 rabbit hole, I was DJing and producing for the last two decades, and generally there's the artists kind of get taken advantage of in the industry like even if you have tracks out the track will go to the label the label will give it to a distributor and then they'll put it out on the different platforms the platforms take a cut the distributor does the label does and generally by the time it gets to the label it's such a tiny amount that they've half the time feel it's not necessary to send it out because it's too small of an amount to make a difference whereas with web three the second a track or anything is done it's instantly split to everyone that it's supposed to and the percentages it's supposed to 
you don't have to trust anyone else along the line. It just happens, which is amazing and can have royalties. Whereas normally most artists just make money from going out and playing. And if you're sick, your income stops. If uh, there's no royalties, there's no nothing <laughs> like people. Yeah. So at least this way, if someone creates something that inspires people, they'll get be able to sustain themselves from it and kind of live from their work, which is kind of what we want. Cause then they can keep producing more great stuff to make people happy. This is kind of the end goal. Yeah, and on a sales, I, I just uh, love the possibility of being able to, to customize on, on whatever level you want. So, because uh, Nier is a really developer-friendly platform, and also with this uh, Web4 technology by uh, Vlad, uh, which is uh, kind of making it possible to, to host your own web app directly on the blockchain and you even get a domain name and there's kind of no need for uh, subscribing to any cloud uh, hosting or anything like that. There's very simple coding involved into to creating a, a, a web page that integrates with an Air wallet and, and you can get all, all that kind of interaction in place and, and you can even create smart contracts in, in high-level languages like JavaScript right now and I think we will also see that we will get kind of low coding or even no coding tools on top of that to, to enable even more people to, to create their own. Um, for music, it would be their own, to, to for an artist can create their own listening experience, can invite their listeners and fans into kind of a more customized experience than just... Uh, uh, what you have today with uh, Spotify, where all you can do is to to put up your tracks and and you have some images, but you're kind of restricted to to what they offer in terms of flexibility and and with uh, with uh, the platform that we have here with with Near Protocol, we 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 really have the possibility to create this really special. Uh, experience for for the audience i think as well like for the future of nfts one of the big things is the utility that they're capable of that it goes so much further than what people are tapping into it can you can embed a full website in an nft if you want it <laughs> like in as that grows and people start pushing the limits of more and more on what they can do soon, I think it'll kind of stop. It'll still be the same thing, but people aren't going to be referring to it as NFTs anymore. It'll just what happens, not right yeah, away. Yeah. Future. Just about <laughs> co content and art. And uh, I think, yeah, like uh, what's been said here that there's been an NFT hype and, and uh, lots of people are now kind of, just getting angry when they hear the word NFT and, and uh, I think well uh, it's it's time to just now that the hype is kind of gone it's time to focus on, on the actual content and to, to really show what 
and what uh, what is it, what is really possible here because um, uh, yeah, I, and and for me, I think that's uh, even well when we have such a developer-friendly, user-friendly blockchain that we have here, then we, we, we can really take this to the next level. So, yeah. And from, from my side, uh, a little context, I have started music labels um, back as, as far as like middle school for me where um, I was trading cassette tapes and four track tapes with artists around the world through the mail and then mp3s hit and it totally changed the the indie music scene for me um at the time i was really into noise and techno and my the reason i started a label was just to catalog all the artists i was in communication with and excited about like preserving forever so it's, it's very in line with kind of how technology continues to change what's possible for the music industry and I think it's important to recognize that the music industry as a whole is broken and recreating the shape of the music industry using blockchain isn't going to really solve anything. The splits get too small, everything else, like we can do that more efficiently now, but that doesn't change the fact that the current shape is broken. So what I'm really excited about is just thinking about the experience of musicians, artists, fans, um, curators, et cetera, and what's rewarding about that experience for them and designing tools around that, starting with the users um, and making sure that whatever is built services them first and that the value that's generated from that activity is fairly distributed um, among the participants. So a lot of that has also been informed by uh, my work through Kodame. Uh, Kodame Art and Tech is a nonprofit that's been around for 12 years. And in the real world, we do nightlife events, interactive installations, a lot of those kinds of things. And it's user experience design in the end, when you watch how somebody interacts with an installation, see what works, what doesn't, what confuses them, what, what clicks right away. And if we take that experiential design approach to what NFTs mean next. It's not just looking at the technology and being like, um, oh, what is this good for? It's more like, here's here's a problem. How do we use the tool to bring that problem or solve that problem, bring an idea to life? And some of the cool examples I've seen of that in the music space, at least, is taking something as simple as the SoundCloud comment on a track innovation. That was really exciting. It was a moment when waveforms weren't just waveforms anymore, but it felt like interaction between fans and with the artist. And it was something that was really exciting. Um, I've seen a project on ETH, I'm spacing on the name of it, but it's a similar thing where when you buy the NFT of the track, you get to leave your comment. And that's taking a model that people enjoy interacting with and just stepping it up a level and integrating it with Web3. So if we look to the things that people enjoy doing in relation to music um, and we have that and as our starting point and wrap it up and put some Web3 sheen on it, I think that those are going to be the really exciting opportunities in the next few years. And hopefully the, uh, the record industry model and way of doing things will be a, a footnote in the history books. I agree. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm actually uh, curious. One more question on, on on the music I have is with internet. There was also kind of this um, excitement that the industry will change, right? There was Napster and predecessors of it, uh, but then now fast forward to today, we have like three labels kind of controlling. I don't know, like ninety percent of all of the all of the music business. So, how do you, how, how do you think about like blockchain now? Edit as a new piece to this puzzle, and and, and do, do you think we'll really see kind of the opening in this industry that's inherently broken, or, or do you think we might still have kind of like similar situation to uh, Web One? Yeah, I think that there's. Oh, go ahead. Or no, after you. Okay. I was just gonna say that there's there's precedent for music industry actually changing the way that people do interact with. Um, their creative content and stuff like blog house and the fact that curators were celebrated and rewarded for that period of time shows that like in an indie scene where people are passionate about music change can happen. And I'm not too worried overall about um, changing things for people who see music and creative as a commodity and don't appreciate the art of it and don't want to connect with the creators. Um, Of course, that's the majority of people and, when you're a product owner, you have to consider them and how you're going to accommodate them. But they're not the starting point for me. The starting point are the people who are passionate enough to be creating and the people who are passionate enough to want to discover that creative and shout about it and tell all their friends because they love it um, and rewarding all of those activities. And I think that art and music are the places where we can start with that and then Of course, brands are going to come along for the ride. Music labels are going to see how it works. And um, similar to Bandcamp, um, they'll have it as part of their repertoire of ways of getting their content out. But it's, it's always the artists who are doing the first step of gentrification. We're out here uh, exploring, wayfinding, figuring it out, making mistakes. And then once something clicks, uh, it's inevitable that the change will ripple through the rest of the industries. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Like the independent artists are going to be helped immensely by web three and like for the labels and the major kind of corporation side of it, they're still going to be there. They're going to get involved, but at least this way there'll be transparency. Whereas like currently you can't really find out exactly what, royalties are without hiring someone to go do it (laughs) whereas this way if someone wanted it's all on chain and they can go see how many times a royalty was paid out and everything else you know like but i like most of the music is owned by those corporations so need to kind of like over time New music will come out, more artists will switch over, even artists that are with them when contracts run out, they'll switch over to kind of Web3 space, but it will be a process. Yeah, there's always been a need for changes like this in the industry all the way, so like you mentioned with Napster like 20 years ago and and uh, and the evolution to, to streaming services and, uh, and now we see this again that we kind of well artists need even more freedom that they have with the offerings today that are controlled by the major 
companies and uh, and uh, we need to be able to create our own expression uh, like being said here the freedom to 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 express things that's uh, uh, that's uh, kind of maybe the most uh, even more important than actually earning and and uh, and to have that platform that enables us to create that particular experience for for the for the listeners and for the audience whether it's music or graphic content or or lyrics or, or literature or anything i i, I think uh, well could also mention one project i was involved in uh, a few months ago it's the 12 ton project where we just uh, created uh, algorithmic music that will play on the blockchain for 16 years it will constantly have some variations but another thing there were, were also these poems that are kind of uh, also uh, not really random mice but uh, they are uh, changed all the time so that each of each time you visit this uh, uh, web page which is all hosted on web uh, web 3 or web 4 really it's hosted on the near chain itself uh you you get a unique experience all the time so it's never the same when you visit that page and you also get a unique landscape in the background and um to to be able to create such experiences like that on on the platforms offered by the major companies there's no such possibility today so so that's why we need this new technology we need this new space and we need these communities where, where this is possible you can also make like community projects where like the some of the stuff you're doing peter where kind of multiple people put in different parts to the track and then can mint it and everyone gets rewarded for it so you can kind of have a community creation and everyone still gets their piece and everything and yeah, I think that's uh, really some of the uh, exciting possibilities that uh, I, I really look forward to exploring. It takes time to, to explore all these ideas that you want to, to proceed with, but that's really a, a dream to, to see that we get some, uh, some uh, Web3 apps where we, we can actually create uh, pieces of the music and, and that can evolve into different uh, final uh, music artwork. That's cool. Uh, maybe we can also touch in the last couple of minutes we have on also virtual worlds for for Laura as uh, somebody who worked with many different virtual worlds. You built things in them, you created um, in them and then for William and, and Jeff, you're working on the virtual world. How, how do you think about the user-generated content there? What is the promise where we are today? Um, where we are in, in near, in the near blockchain? Uh, yeah, like when it comes to like virtual worlds on Web3 overall and also near, how do you think about that? And, and the user-generated component, what's the opportunity for creators in the virtual worlds specifically? I think that the, the next uh, thing is uh, about community because the virtual space uh, is uh, growing in price. And so most of the times there is uh, 
the, the people that invest in virtual lands are communities now. Uh, there, uh, there has been a time in which uh, single collectors uh, bought uh, pieces of land, of virtual land, to, to show art, uh, to show their, uh, their collection. But it's not that time anymore. It's the time of gaming, uh, of communities. Uh, of... That's why I was talking about PFP. That's my opinion. <laughs> Amazing question. Um, I think that virtual worlds are like one of the biggest opportunities for creators. A lot of times in the virtual world industry, we're always using the term digital twin, right? We'll be like, hey, we're looking for a digital twin of this amphitheater or a digital twin of this building or these objects, right? Um, but what I really think the ultimate digital twin is, and she just touched on it right before, uh, is community, right? Being able to have that digital community and that digital twin of the community in these worlds is the biggest opportunity because the community can be used to empower each other, right? And especially with the Web3 technologies, we can lay down the found foundations to incentivize that empowerment. And if communities are incentivized and really excited about empowering each other, then I think those tribes will thrive up and, and grow and the creative artists will be leading the charge. Yeah, I also honestly think, I, I mean, I am a, a listener of music. I'm not a producer, I'm not a, uh, but uh, I think that in the moment in which uh, the digital platforms uh, are uh, able to empower musicians to reach uh, a very la large audience, competing with the Facebook Lives uh, and uh, other uh, other means of uh, reaching the audience uh, in that moment uh, good musicians will choose the blockchain so yes, it's also sir. a matter hmm? for like user generated content for nearhub one of the kind of main challenges is designing spaces for here is much different than uh, just creating a model. There's a lot of different specifications have to deal with to keep things within range where it'll load well on a cell phone as well as VR sets and everything else. Um, so what we're kind of doing to help combat that is uh, working with near certified creatives and we're creating courses to educate people on how to do all this and do it in metaverse classrooms so that people can kind of still interact with other students, the teacher, share their screen, but all kind of learn or just come on their free time and just watch the replay. But I think that will make a huge difference is kind of giving people more of the tools to be able to create as well. Cause each platform has, it runs differently. So to be able to create for it, kind of need to know what's up. So yeah, we're adding that side to things. 
good to know that you have classrooms. That's cool. And I know we're coming up on time. We just have two minutes. Wanted to see if you have any parting words uh, of wisdom when it comes to um, user-generated content, how people can get involved. If somebody is listening, maybe want to figure out where to get started, doesn't know, uh, does not know where, um, like what, what kinds of advices would you have for them? Let's say check out AstroDAO and the bounties available there. Um, also, the Open Web Sandbox is a great place for individual contributors to get started. There's so many creative DAOs now that it's hard to call out one of them as being a great starting point. But um, if you're into music or a particular kind of art, um, a lot of those folks are on also the governance forum, so gov.near.org. And yeah, so many opportunities to connect. one important thing is just build if you have an idea for it create it like don't yeah don't hold back <laughs> and there's always people out, especially in the near ecosystem that are available to help and guide people so feel free to reach out especially if you have any music or near hope questions always here to help Remember that your perspective is value, right? You have your own unique perspective on the world. You have your own way of seeing it and seeing web three and seeing what's going on here, you'll add your own value to it. So don't ever feel discouraged. Just keep, keep building, keep rocking. Good vibes. Laura, do you have any anything to add, or Peter? Uh, maybe for Peter, it would be like the link to Web Four. Sounds like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Web Four is uh, one of the most exciting uh, projects when it comes for when it comes to developers. So if you have uh, some uh, web uh, web development skills, you should definitely check out Web Four, and also it is the near SDK JS, which enables you to write smart contracts in, in JavaScript. Uh, uh, also have this uh, uh, web app where you can actually write these contracts in the browser. Uh, but, but yeah, I think there's been also a lot of good uh, mentions here about where to, to look and uh, lots of opportunities. All right. Well, uh, thanks a lot. In case uh, there is nothing else to add, I uh, appreciate everyone coming today. I think it was a really good discussion. We started uh, kind of talking together as a community about user-generated content, how we can do more of it. Uh, it's already happening, but I think uh, I think it's an important topic. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank pleasure. you for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Having... Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye.